What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. All right, that means someone else is logged in, too, at the recording starter. How are y'all doing? Okay, let me see if you're on mute. Person with the six one five number. Uh, you can you can talk about it. I can hear you. Is that you, David? Six one five. Eight seven one. Is that you, David?
So I guess they'll be dialing in from the library in just a bit. Chair, wherever you are. Oh, okay. All right, it is six o'clock. Wall's there, Willie. Oh, I'm at home as well. I'm I'm just getting over. I don't know if it was a cold, a flu, food point. I don't know what it was, but I was out kind of all weekend. So I guess we're expecting somebody from the library to call in? Yes. So there is someone that's dialed in, and it's a 615 number. Pat's number. Let's see what Pat's number is. Well, can they announce themselves? What now? Can they announce themselves? No. No, they haven't said anything. Do they know how to get off mute? It's, it's star six, I think. Oh, I, I, I unmuted them. You know, the best way to do that is just to mute and unmute your own phone instead of using those uh, controls. That's number 615 If you're there, Pat, uh, uh, yell at us or something. <laughs> wave, a, wave a hand so we can see if you're, you're there. <laughs> but, yeah, 615-971-something. Let me see what Ashley did. Hello. 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 Hey, this is Ashley. Sorry, I'm running a minute late. I was getting the boys some supper. Is Patrick? Are you there? Who's he all here? Be, but, uh, he may be unable to mute for some reason. Oh, okay. I'll text him and see if he's. Okay. I hear David and Chris. Hello. How are you? Okay. Yes, we're 
Okay, there's it. Let me unmute them. All right. Pat, you're unmuted. Hey, this is Pat and Larissa. We're at the library. Sorry for the delay. Somebody had the room up until exactly 6 p.m. Oh, yeah. I know how that works. <laughs> How's, uh, how's everybody doing? Thomas? Thomas Nielsen here? He's, uh, he's playing chess, so we can, we can start without him. I'm sure he'll be here if he's interested. How about Ed Mullen? Uh, not in person. I don't think he accepted or declined the meeting. I could be mistaken, but I'll, I don't think uh, he responded. Is Paul Mulfwing online? Gabriel? No, it's uh, Ashley, Willie, David. Uh, those are the, and Pat, those are the numbers that are dialed into the conference. Okay, I'm just trying to record everybody. Last time we had Thomas, Ed, Paul, Gabriel, and Joel. There's a there's a 2200 player here today, so that's attracted some attention. Oh man, maybe 2300. I wish I could have made it down there. What's that? I wish I could have made it down. Who is our 2200 rated? Uh, he might be 2300. His uh, his name's Amir. He played in the Quick and Blitz tournament, state championship. He was a local guy. Yeah, he's pretty new to Huntsville, but um, local now. I think he came from Michigan. <laughs> Are we waiting for anybody else? No, I, I think we can start. Do you have a copy of the agenda with you? Uh, I'm getting to it right now. It's on the calendar. I thought it was anyway. Didn't I attach a copy of the agenda to the meeting invitation? I thought I did. Yes. No, there was a link that you go to. Oh, okay. I can guide us if you want uh, with the agenda. Yeah, go ahead. I'll I'll find it as we go. No big deal. I don't want to delay anything. All right. Call to order and news by the president is the first item on the agenda. Um, don't really have any. Anything of note other than what's already in the agenda? All right. The second item is to read and approve the uh, last meeting minutes, so I'll go ahead and do that. Uh, do you want me to talk about who, who were participants or just read? Um, 
if you just want to read it and then um, you had alluded to wanting people to discuss their action items. Yeah, well that's on the agenda also. Uh, Pat noted that David Hayes paid for and became the first life senior member of the Huntsville Chess Club. Paul recommended that the EB Executive Board approved a motion to create a new $15 senior annual membership. By the way, on that subject, uh, I have yet to receive a certificate saying that I'm a, I'm a senior member. you got to so start coming to some of our meetings, David. <laughs> you got to be here to pick it up. All right. Willie read the minutes from the previous executive board meeting. Executive board approved them. Willie presented the Huntsville Chess Club financial report. The balance is $9,146 some odd cents. David reported the National Chess Day Rated Beginners Open was a success. Free pizza was appreciated thanks to Thomas Nielsen and Raytheon TS for the contribution. Huntsville Chess Club gained $600 profit. Pat recommended that the Huntsville Chess Club host a volunteer appreciation dinner. Details to be determined. A planning for the event was approved. The revised Huntsville Chess Club bylaws dated uh, 2019, June 25th, was approved by the executive board vote. 2019 Chess and Cave plans were discussed. All plans were on track. Volunteers confirmed. Several participants emphasized the need to work players and parents to dress warmly. The executive board discussed how to restart the Bishop Bash Classic Tournament as a source of income. Pat stated that the Bishop Bash is also needed to shore up school administration support for the Hampton Cove Scholastic Chess Club. A date of 22 February 2020 was tentatively selected for the event. Details TBD. Pat discussed the process used to track Huntsville Chess Club membership. Huntsville Chess Club event administrators may request a list of current members from Pat to determine eligible event participants. An action was assigned to query Jonathan Raspberry about ACF membership methods and requirements. David discussed the Huntsville Chess Club logo issue. The current logo is too small for quality displays larger than a few inches. Its digital format cannot be enlarged without unsightly jagged edges. The executive board discussed several options to either reformat the current logo or create a new logo in a vector digital format that can be enlarged to any practical size. Actions were assigned to investigate both options. A club rating system called Chess Express was discussed as a means of monitoring Huntsville Chess Club membership tournament results without the hassle and expense of USCF rating. The consensus was the table start of a Chess Express club tournament system until one or two individuals volunteer to maintain the system. And that is all the minutes. I motion that we Vote to approve them and move on. We second. All in favor? Uh, All opposed? All right, the meeting, uh, minutes are approved. Now it's time for the financial report by the treasurer. Yes, this is Willie, and I didn't get anything. Now, 
I do have the the money still that David paid for his life membership. I need to go by the credit union and deposit that. Um, but as far as a statement or anything like that, I I, I didn't get one. So we don't know how much money we got, Greg. Well, I mean, we have we have um, online access to it. Um, there hasn't been very much um, income, and I think there might have been one expense, but it, it wasn't much, and I can't even remember for sure what it was. I know that we did uh, we had the volunteer appreciation dinner, so that would have been some outgoing funds, and my. My gut feeling without seeing a statement is that we about broke even for the last quarter, but um, definitely need to uh, see a statement to confirm that. All right, Willie, Willie, when you say you didn't get one, Willie, when you say you didn't get a statement, were you expecting one from someone or? Oh, I was thinking that it came in the mail. Oh, I'm. I don't think so. Um, I think that we're probably set up for like online only or, or something like that. But you could probably stop in and talk to them at the credit union if you want a paper copy and just ask that they send it to you. Um, and if, if they need any additional endorsement of that, then I can be the, the second opinion. Okay. Yeah, I'll stop by and talk to them. I'll make that deposit. All right. Um, I guess I propose an action to just, um, when we get the statement, just send out a, a quick report of the incoming and outgoing um, expenses over the last quarter just so that we know that nobody <laughs> nobody regained access and, and took all our money or anything crazy like that. Okay. We'll do. All right, Willie has an action to provide a summary financial report via email to the executive board. Do what time? Uh, Willie, when do you think you can get that? Um, I'll go by the credit union tomorrow, and maybe uh, Thursday I should have it all out and everything. Okay. I'll give it to 24 February. Wow, you're generous. Yes, 24 I don't, February. I don't, I don't think we need all that. He was volunteering for the six. I work for the government, so, yeah, I'll take 24 February, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd expect you would use every bit of that, Willie. <laughs> uh, I, I know how it works, you know. Yeah. And if I send it out sooner, all the better. You know. <laughs> You're a hero. <laughs>
All right, the next item on the agenda is a action item status by myself. I'll provide the status forthwith here. All right, I have an action to revise the policy document to include the new $15 senior annual membership. I have done so. I distributed via email, but did not get, uh, get any vote on it. Uh, to speak of, uh, do we want to just approve it at this point? I thought we already had. It's already on the website as an option. All right. If we're cool, then uh, we'll say that uh, action is done then. Next action is also for myself to distribute the policy and get it approved. All right, well, it's done then. Our next one is for Pat. Revise the Huntsville Chess Club website. They've set new $50 senior annual membership. Can we do that? Uh, to update the website, yep, it's updated. All right, so people can can uh, buy a $15 senior annual membership? Yes, as well as right, family, uh, a couple other options. Another one for Pat is uh, invite uh, volunteers to the appreciation dinner. That was done. Good job. Thank you. Next one is for Paul Baqueen, Mulqueen to recommend a CD investment for each Huntsville Chess Club funds. I thought Paul would be here, but uh, as far as I know, that one remains open. I think he sent out an email saying that was due because of... It wasn't worth it? It wasn't worth it. Yeah, I seem to recall that also, and that probably closes that then. Does anybody else recall that too? Yeah, I, yeah. vaguely. Yeah, I think he said that you know that uh, it would tie up the funds for quite a long time. Yeah, yeah you're probably right. I, I seem to recall that back in December sometime. All right, another one is for Paul, but it turned out to be Pat and I that did it. Uh, the, the action item is to determine the feasibility obligations, benefits, responsibilities, and costs of obtaining nonprofit tax status. Uh, I think this is an important issue that needs to be moved forward, uh, but we seem to, uh, after consultation with the legal office, or some concern that Pat had about the high cost of using professionals to do this for us. question is, do we have anybody else that's willing to do it or do we just table it and say it's not worth doing uh, nonprofit tax status, which will make it difficult for us to get donations and limit our ability to profit from things like the upcoming state championship, which I presume we will end up doing. Go yeah, ahead. I mean, there's a there's a checklist to accomplish it. Um, I could put out a uh, like a email blast that asks if anybody's um, interested in, in learning the ins and outs of nonprofit status type stuff um, or and or we could just try to chip away at it by doing one or two of the options um, a quarter until it's just all done. Okay, that status uh, sooner or later would help us uh, get donations. Uh, you know, it's up to you if you want to go the slow route and 
I just don't want to spend $3,000 in the hopes that we can get $1,000. I don't, um, it, like, other than the hypothetical idea of it, um, I don't, we don't have anybody secured that's lined up saying if we were only a nonprofit, they'd donate a house to us or something. If, uh, if somebody brought something like that to the attention of the board, I, I think that I personally would have a different opinion on the matter. Well, but so otherwise, I don't think The classic chicken or the egg thing, I don't think you're going to get people trying to volunteer to donate anything until such time as, as we actually are a nonprofit. So the sooner we become a nonprofit, the sooner we get people sending us, giving us their homes and cars and diamond rings and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, do you think you can get a sponsor or try to deal with getting a sponsor like uh, uh, Renee mentioned in an email uh, for the state tournament by, from the representative? Um, state well, representative I, I know we're not going to get that unless we have the nonprofit status, but I'm, um, I'm way too... Uh, skeptical of the possibilities to pull the trigger on um, paying somebody 3000 that first said that they could do it for 800 and then all of a sudden it was 3000 uh, I just don't want to give that kind of money to people that have business practices like that. It kind of makes me feel icky. Oh, what that lawyer guy told you, 800 to begin with, and then he told you 3000 yeah, and not only that, but he passed us off to, I guess, one of his other partners or something under the, um, he said, oh, I was talking about nonprofit. I wasn't talking about 501C3 or 3C, whichever one it is. Um, and I don't, I really, I don't understand the, the difference. Um, and I really don't understand why anybody reasonable would think that we wanted to be a nonprofit without any of the legal um, status associated with that. Yeah. So maybe I'm misunderstanding, but um, I don't think so. I, I, I used those terms the entire time um, that I went back and forth with him a little bit with an email, and then uh, David and I met with him, and he didn't balk even in that, e um, that meeting. He, he seemed to act like it was going to be 800 as far as I understood, and then he just he didn't answer for a couple weeks, and then he passed this off to somebody else who said 3,000. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I don't. Uh, I've worked with these these folks before, and I have found that uh, they're not dishonest. They don't try to try to uh, intentionally, anyway. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, loss leader type sales where they get you in and then they stick it to you. They don't play that game, as far as I can tell. I suspect he genuinely thought that he could provide. A, a service to give us at least partial nonprofit status, perhaps incorporating us or something like that, so that we can then apply for 5013C or whatever the number is. Uh, but, well, have uh, you, um, 
I can send out something to the board with this. It's basically a 12-step process, and um, they've taken some significant, made some significant effort to try to make it um, clear and um, not intimidating, intimidating to chess clubs that want to become a, a nonprofit. If we all work together, we could get it done. I'm confident in not that long of a time. Send it out. Send it out. I will right now. Go for it. Uh, let's see what the next uh, action was. Uh, plan for the Bishop Bash, which I gather has fallen through the cracks here. Not cracks, but determined to be not feasible this year. Yeah, and it, um, I mean, a contributing factor, definitely not the, the major factor, was um, Renee's request for us to not have it on that weekend because she was trying to do the, the girls' state championship. So um, that was kind of like the, the final, final, final thing. But um, moving forward, I, I do think that we should um, look to have it at Steamworks and, and just try to get way out in, in front of it so that we can plan for it properly and um, until there's a significant change in uh, Huntsville City Schools administration, I don't even want to revisit the topic of um, running a, a tournament in Huntsville City Schools. Um, we'll be lucky if we can even keep a single chess club in the entire district. All right, Pat, regarding that, in future years, I think we will have an opportunity to host good tournaments there at the Bevel Center on UAH. For a very little cost. Uh, so That'd be really cool. Uh, how many people do you think we could accommodate there? Oh, uh, perhaps 300. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, they've got huge classrooms and they're partitioned apart so you can have different sections in various areas. It is a quality tournament place. We used to hold the Space City Open. And the only time Huntsville's had the state championship, it was there at the Bell Center. I recommend uh, uh, Pat, you, and well, 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 we'll talk about that later on. It's on the agenda, okay? All right. All right, so in the future, we'll try to. Uh, well, look at that versus the Steamworks and see what. Uh, I've, I've looked at Steamworks. They've, They've built uh, extra rooms in that main area, so it'll be very difficult to host anything of more than about 30 kids, 30 or 40 kids uh, in Steamworks anymore. Oh, you're saying in that um, that loading dock area, they've built rooms. It's not just open anymore. Yeah, it's not open anymore. They built a lot of rooms oh. for various purposes. I'll have to go check it out again. Um, it'd be nice to work with them a little bit. They, uh, they're they the only surviving club at Hampton Cove Elementary School, I think. There might be one other one besides the chess club. Um, they're the only only ones that survived. So now I, I have added insight to why they might have wanted to work together with us. Who are you talking about now? They have like a, a couple different Who's clubs there? that they run, and um, they work Steamworks at Hampton Cove Elementary School. Club? That's news to me. 
No, that's not what I said. I just said they have a couple of different clubs, like robotics, and um, there's some uh, one other one I can't remember. Ashley might know, but um, there. Uh, two years ago, we had 20 clubs at Hampton Cove, and now we're down to I think two or three, and they have two of them, and we have one. Okay, well, they might want to uh, form some kind of uh, chess club there if they were approached by you know, someone such as yourself. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying they want to they wanna join forces probably to make sure that we're all getting the same information from the Huntsville City Schools and help each other out. Um, I, I, that's the vibe I got from the guy that you introduced me to um, when I was visiting Steamworks, but I just didn't have the... I didn't have the full picture until I saw all these clubs get canceled and see that Steamworks is the only one on the table besides us. We probably why, have shared experiences. <laughs> why are all these clubs getting canceled? It's all about them, the Huntsville City Schools mandating a million dollar insurance policy and charging $75 an hour to rent the library. They and do they're that doing that all. Uh, I'm sorry. What'd you say, Chris? Do they do that for athletic events? Um, no. As long as it has a faculty sponsor, you're not charged. So we were fortunate enough to have a, a player who has a um, a mom who wanted to step up and volunteer. So we're lucky. That's the only reason we still have a chess club. The um, Goldsmith Schiffman. Um, they were going to expand and. Ashley and I were going to try to pull that off to add another Huntsville school with a chess club, and they lost their chess club, um, couldn't get it worked out, and then that's why the the uh, rookie rally that we went to is supposed to be the last last rookie rally, um, and I'm guessing Blossomwood is going to lose their chess club. So last weekend's this past weekend's rookie rally was the last rookie rally. That's what I'm hearing. I asked Renee how they um, how they were able to navigate the um, the fees because they were going to charge us five thousand five hundred dollars to rent um, the Hampton Cove school rooms that we would need, and we would lose like over two thousand dollars if we tried to run the tournament, even with awesome participation. And Rookie Rally didn't have that great of participation, so I was kind of curious, like how they pulled it off. And um, it sounds like they got kind of grandfathered into one one last tournament where they weren't charged, and then from then on out, they were going to have to pay the same same type of fee. Um, so it's not affordable, not not even possible. Even if you had a sponsor, you'd still lose money. So since Madison has sponsored, teacher sponsors, Huntsville does not... Um, it's not just that. Madison has a, a administration that doesn't charge by the hour to use the schools. The Huntsville, it doesn't matter if you have a teacher sponsor or not for the, um, when you charge for an event, you have to abide by their uh, rental schedule, their fee, fee schedule. You have to pay the money regardless of if you have a teacher sponsor. But don't they have after-school programs going on anyway so the school's open? Not anymore. <laughs> they don't have after-school program, 
um, they don't provide after school to kids? Oh yeah, they they the school is open, but um, I don't I don't want to. Um, I've pretty much given up. I it's a it's a no win situation with them, and um, it kind of depresses me to to talk about it. But um, they're pretty dirty okay. people, and um, they're uh, they'll get what they deserve in this life or the next. <laughs> okay. All right. But um, I really like the idea of um, having the bishops bash at some place like the Bevel Center and um, or or Steamworks, whichever. I mean, even even the library, if we had to downsize, um, you know, reducing the size of the tournament and the number of participations you have um, doesn't necessarily reduce the profit when you're having to pay a couple grand for um, trophies uh, for a huge tournament. Yeah, and we might be able to, if they don't have the rookie rally, move it to the time that the rookie rally runs, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there definitely wouldn't be anything stopping us. It sounds like Renee's probably going to get a foothold on that February 22nd, 23rd date from here on out because I don't see anybody else uh, stepping up to host the girls' state championship. So it might might work out for the best for us. Yeah. Maybe. All right, we're going to move on. Sure. We're ready to move on then? Uh, yes, sir. Next action I was query. Pat, are you to query Jonathan Raspberry about ACF membership methods and requirements? Uh, I have to admit, I either didn't do this or didn't get the answer I was looking for. Um, every time I've asked them about something, um, I can certainly sympathize with all the different things that they're trying to do. Um, I don't think there's any plan to change any kind of membership structure or options, but um, I need to I need to confirm that with them. I'm not. I'm not really sure exactly what we were thinking with this. Were we just trying to see if we could get a, um, I guess, a um, corresponding number of options with the ACF like we have for the Huntsville City or Huntsville Chess Club? Is that is that what I'm trying to get, or what? Where do we want to steer him? Assuming he's, um, you know, it will become very important when uh, if we uh, uh, end up hosting the state championship, I personally think that we should expect Jonathan to take whatever action that he needs to take to ensure that ACF membership is, uh, is, uh, is good and, and, and verify it and that sort of thing for every person that enters the state championship. Because it should not be our task that we don't even know what their membership is, you know? Right. Um, Bill... Bill's the one who uh, sent that email asking if we could host the state championship. So I'll just shoot him a quick email. That way I don't drop the ball on this again and uh, ask him what the requirements would be for the state championship and how we're 
how they plan to help us verify the membership, ACF membership, assuming that's still a requirement. I'm, I may be, uh, may be losing it, but I, I thought that uh, I saw something where it wasn't going to be required, but I'm probably just losing it. I'll confirm with Bill. Yeah, I'd be surprised if uh, they'll pass up, they'll they'll pass pass up that kind of, That's the only income they get, you know. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, we'll say that's due 24 February then, or something like that. Um, that sounds good. I'll meet Willie at the bank. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next action item is one that Chris took, but I ended up doing, uh, doing it for the most part. That is determine the feasibility of formatting the current Huntsville Chess Club logo in an enlarged vector format. We found a person that is probably competent and can do it for about $50, uh, format our current Huntsville Chess Club logo in a vector format that will be displayable in a large size and that sort of thing. Uh, do we go ahead and do that or not? Um, for the logo, Ashley still has a, a really good contact, but she's coming out of the busy retail season for online sales, and um, I talked to her about it a weekend or two ago, and um, she said that she could take it and, and try to get some information now, um, but couldn't do it until now. All right, we'll give that action then to uh, Ashley to let me uh, read something here. that Ashley has a recommended option at an estimated cost to develop a new Huntsville Chess Club logo in an enlarged vector format. Do what time? On March or something? Yeah, give me a couple of weeks for that because I'm, I'm, I'm working on some um, sketches, trying to get something a little bit more um, modern and that encompasses Huntsville adults and kids since, you know, we, we're working in, in both areas. Um, and I've got to get some sketches to her. And she says she, she can do it, and I don't have price yet. So. 24 February reasonable? Yeah, probably what I'll do is just... Um, send some sketches to her in the next week or two, get some pricing, and then just send out an email and let you know yay or nay and, and see what you guys think about it before we make any decisions about anything. All right, that concludes the action items. Uh, the agenda now says to... Uh, Bishop Bash status by Pat, we've already discussed that. Nonprofit status by President Secretary, we discussed that. Seed investment by Paul, that's, that's been nailed and done. Uh, Huntsville Chess Club logo by Pat Nashley, we discussed that. Chess Express by Willie. Wait a minute, this is the last agenda, not our current agenda. Oh, that's yeah. our current agenda. It is our current agenda. So. Yeah, we, so we got it. Table, I guess. We got well. I, I really want to discuss it. Uh, just okay. to see what we got about a, a 
Pride Day Prize Tournament. And you remember seeing it, Patrick? Uh, it came out on the 12th of January where Russ um, um, is encouraging us to do a March 14th tournament. Um, and if it's at least five rounds, then they donate $100 towards the prize pool. Yeah, um, I do recall that. No, it's the Chess Express people. They're trying to, they're trying to encourage Chess Express participation, so they're willing to donate a hundred dollars to our prize fund if we run a tournament that is not USDF rated, or maybe even if it's both. I don't know, but I, I would guess they would not want us to USDF rate it, but they would want us to use Chess Express. USDF rules. Um, I believe so. I don't know how that works now that you mention it, though. I played in one tournament that used that rating system. I believe it also used USDF. Nah, maybe not. Um, but everything was run just like a USDF tournament. I imagine okay. it would have to be. Do we have a volunteer to put this together and make it happen? So they said, um, what do you think about doing a Chess Express rated event in March, perhaps Pi Day 314? Uh, what day is that? Is that a Saturday? It's a Saturday. Um, Chess Express will donate $100 to the prize pool if it's at least five rounds. Um, well, we'd have to rent a place for that, you know. Right. It would be a, a long day. Um, I mean, I guess we could, to try it out, we could just say it's a game 25, delay 5, um, and um, make it a five-round tournament, and that that wouldn't be that big of a deal. And if we did it at the um, Hampton Inn near our house, um, we could do that. We could, I could run it, um, even with the absence of any other volunteers, and if somebody else wanted to help do it, then that would be cool. Um, but I still the library downstairs is not an option. The problem is the time period. If you're trying to do something five rounds, it could be a long, long day. Gotcha. Okay. But we could we could look into it. Um, it's a, we're a little short on time, but. Um, and then we also need to make sure that that doesn't conflict with any other um, local tournaments and, and things like that. Like I don't, I can't remember when the Scholastic State Championship is. The uh, it is twenty-four and twenty-two of March is the uh, Scholastic State Championship. But it sounds to me, from what you said, that uh, March the fourteenth or whatever is uh, is not. Uh, a, a date set in stone, you can plan for it any time in the next few months uh, whenever it's convenient. They did say specifically in, in March. Oh, they want it done in March? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it was just because they were trying to give us a couple months to plan for it or what was driving the, the March date. But the, the big unknown for me with this is that I don't know how to administer a Chess Express tournament right now. I think they use a web interface, 
Um, but I know we have to require like uh, we have to require that everybody has a membership and that has some cost associated with it. I think it's like six bucks. You could add it to the entry fee um, and try to promote the new rating system a little bit. Um, could you try to host a dry run for this tournament during a regular Monday night uh, meeting? Yeah, we we could. Um, I'm I'm just not really the right person for that kind of stuff. Like um, trying to pick some some brand new rating system up and and try to to run it. Maybe I can get Thomas well, I mean, to do are it. People don't want to have a rating in another rating system when. Most tournaments are USDF rated? I think the encouraging thing is you can have something to track your progress, but you don't have to put your rating on the line. And um, it's, uh, it's far cheaper. So if it did move to where it was a competitor, like a fierce competitor with the USDF, then you'd already have your rating established. Um, they seem to be, I guess, Easier to work with than the USDF, and they're not—they're not trying to make a, a ton of money off of it, at least right now. Um, I would never play a rated game at the library on a Monday night after working for 10 or 12 hours, but I wouldn't care anything about uh, like having a Chess Express rating that I put on the line. And um, it would be nice to have the feedback. That's—that's that's just my personal take on it as a the player. I don't know how everybody else feels about it, but when we see added participation for our quick events on Mondays, um, that would seem to support that because it's a different rating. Well, there's not a lot of time between now and March 14th. <laughs> no, there's not. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not... Uh, I'm not super excited to, to volunteer to learn how to do it. I don't think it's that complicated. Um, it looked like you just kind of you sign people up just like anything else, only you use a website instead of uh, SwissSys, and then you um, punch in the results, and yeah. it's pretty easy interface, but I've never done it, so I can't, can't yeah. talk to it. You can't, yeah. So you can't SwissSys to even... Like, uh, do the pairings or anything like that? I don't think yes, so. Yes, you can. Yes, you uh, can. And you upload your cross table from um, SwissSys or whatever system you're using. You upload that into it from, from so what I read. Cross table versus that export or whatever that you do for... Well, will the Chess Express do the pairings for you and solve two problems, and, you know? They, well, they may be trying to use the export, like Willie's saying. I don't think it would be hard. Uh, SwissSys has a club database option that's a text file. And I'm guessing this guy has been so um, so eager to have us come into the Chess Express fold that I'm guessing whoever volunteered to try to do it would get so much support that it would not be all that challenging. I'm just not volunteering to do it myself. <laughs> well, why, why couldn't we do it as a team, Pat? What's that? Why couldn't we do it as a team? 
We we can. Um, I I'm just not sure how much support you're going to get from me. <laughs> so so I'm not I'm not trying to volunteer anybody else to do it all by themselves either, unless they just really want to learn it and do it. But Willie, if you if you want to run something, I will help you as much as I can possibly do that. I guarantee that. Yeah, well, you know, I have been I have been reading about that and what you end up having to do. So yeah, let's let's try. It. How many? Okay. Do you, I mean, so how much does it cost to rent the um, generally to rent that room at the uh, Hampton Inn? About 150 bucks for the day, and we can get in there the night before for free. So we probably, you know, I mean, so what yeah. do you normally do? I mean, uh, charge less for to people to enter the tournament, maybe an offer less? This and one would be a little tough because you'd have Pardon? to, we, we would have to market it as this Chess Express rating and say, come on out and try it. And we're going to use USDF ratings as a baseline, but you're not going to be, it's not going to be USDF rated. But then to have a decent prize fund, we'd still have to have a, um, an entry fee that would support that and to pay for the, um, the rental of the facilities. So the library is probably the best option if we even have time to, um, to rent it. And then maybe we can, um, we can figure out a way to do it where we can fit it within the business hours and still have a five-round event. What, what were the time limits on that uh, on the National Chess Day thing? I don't recall. Uh -huh. But it's definitely yeah. going to take a lot of planning and somebody's going to have to do a lot of work to make this thing happen. Uh, you know, you got to figure out what the format of the tournament's going to be, make sure it fits in the library, make sure the library has a, a room available for us or some other uh, venue. Uh, it's possible that we might be able to talk the Bevel Center in also uh, into a day that allows us to do it there. Uh, all these things have to be uh, coordinated, worked, and uh, I don't want to trivialize whoever volunteers to do this, they're going to be busy as, as a beaver between now and then, and a lot of this stuff needs to be done up front, like putting together the flyer and format, where, when, how, who, and all that sort of thing. And get volunteers to help help uh, data entry or whatever is required. I, I don't even know what's required with Chess Express, and uh, you know I'm, I'm covered up, so I can't help out that much. I might play in it, you know. But um, so hey, how about this? That, uh... um, I was going to say, how about this? I can look into trying to find a free site to run it at, and Willie's been doing the research on how to run it. And if we can't find a free site, my recommendation is we just um, pass on it this time. But if we can find, if I can get the library or, or some other site like that, then um, we can make a we can make a run at it and um, not lose, not have too much of a risk of losing a bunch of money. Yeah, I wouldn't offer a huge prize fund, you know. No, we don't have to. Um, we can say, come on out, and we can make it more about just trying a new rating system out and 
um, just see how receptive people are to it, and we can um, talk it up in our blogs, our weekly blogs, and at the club, and um, see what we can come up with. So does anybody that uh, plays in it to begin with, do they start out with a not rated? Everybody's not rated? No, they, they use your USDF as a baseline. So they look up USDF or FIDE ratings, and then they say that's your starting rating. Well, it sounds interesting. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll make an action out of here for William Pat to explore the potential to host a chess express tournament in a TBD venue and and uh, format or whatever. And we'll make it due uh, end of March on that. <laughs> well, if we didn't have the tournament by then, then. <laughs> we'll definitely know. All right. Uh, end of March is 31 March. All right. Uh, are we uh, done with Chess Express? Yes, I believe so. All right, uh, 2020 Chess in the Cave planning. Uh, Willie, are you going to lead the charge on that, or, or how is this going to work? Yeah, you know, you, you told me May was when you started um, your planning. I um, contacted USCF about um, taking the test for an upgrade in, in the tournament director status, and um, they sent me the test, but they also informed me that I need to actually play some more games so that I get a, a rating instead of a provisional rating. Yeah, I think you have to have 25 games total before you can even become any kind of a tournament director. Yeah, and so I need to play um, 15 more games. So y'all will see, see me in some tournaments. 15 more rated games. Well, you're going to be busy in the next uh, few months if you're going to take a lead on this. Yeah, yeah, I am going to be busy. Yeah. Are you going, you going to go to the uh, Queen of Hearts, Willie? That would be five, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking about doing that. I, I saw an email about it not too long ago. Yeah, Thomas That's is supposed to be uh, coordinating the carpool. What's that? That's probably next weekend? Uh, yep, it's this, this upcoming weekend. Oh, I won't, be, I won't be able to make that one. I already have some on my calendar. Yeah. But, yeah, any other one, uh, I plan to be right there. Well, uh, let's see here. Now, how many games do you have, Willie? It looks like uh, you might have about, I don't know, um, Guessing you have about ten, so you got yeah, fifteen games left. Yeah, I don't understand how they come up with ten. How far back does that go? Well, I'm just you looking at what you. Uh, right. Yeah, I, right. I'm just. Start, I'm looking at it right now, and you had ten. You had ten games going into the Monday night blitz, and 
then you ended up with 20 on the blitz rating. You had 10 and went to 20. So if you had 10 standard rated, that would mean you need 15 more. But it doesn't go back any any further than uh, 1991. <laughs> no. Well, that means I already have the games. So how do I get them to recognize that I played games before 1991? Uh, well, I, I think it's including that in the because it knew you had 10 games in the very first tournament on record. So I think they're tracking that you had 10 already. No, some. I was thinking I already played the, the number. Um, well, you can I, you can ask them. Uh, how they determine how many games you played, and you can make a claim that you you made the necessary 25 games, uh, and see what they uh, see what they uh, say to you in return. Uh, it may be that it has to be 25 games within the last uh, 30 years or something. I don't know what. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I'll I'll have to send the guy an email and ask him that question. Um, but for sure, you know when I played the tournaments, this was like 86, 87-ish. Um, yeah. But if not, then I'll just play in some more tournaments. It, says uh, something it actually about, says, hey, Willie, it's got uh, your regular rating is 17, 18 after 15 games. So now you're down to only needing 10. Okay. Uh, I think Joel open to play rated games, whatever you want. Yeah, Joel will play it. Yeah, we, uh, you can meet every day after work and play 10 days. <laughs> when you're exhausted and he's fresh, you can play him all you want. <laughs> yeah, Joel, Joel will take all the rating points you want to donate, Willie, <laughs> after a long day's work. No, I wouldn't play him after a long day's work. No. Or on weekends. Yeah, but it is, a, it is an idea that uh, you'll learn a lot uh, playing Joel. He, he doesn't take any prisoners. And uh, if you do it, say, on Saturday mornings uh, or something like that, uh, whenever, it's, uh, whenever it's convenient and you're fresh and all that, it, it's yeah. a good offer. I think. Yeah, well, you know, I played them one Friday evening when they came to the rec center. You know. And uh, Joel and I played a few games there. He was trying to prep for a tournament that he was going to in Birmingham. Um, there's also a guy named uh, Kirk Petty who would probably be open to rated games online. Um, he's he's at his floor of about 1,900. Um, but uh, yeah, if, if you guys just if whoever you you want to find some people to play, we can probably help do that. And then if you want to just let me know the results, I can file the rating report. It's no big deal. Yeah, but I, I think I'll look for some, some tournaments and actually travel to them and get the full experience. So. Okay, cool. Even yeah. better. Yeah. Hey, uh, something popped into my head about uh, this uh, uh, community center that uh, Willie seems to be the head cheese in charge of these days. Uh, in the past, I remember us hosting some tournament, uh, some tournaments in that room, 
on weekends uh, for little or no cost again. Uh, and I wonder if there's any opportunity that, that Willie might be able to explore that as a potential venue. I can investigate that and find out. Yep. Also, you can run tournaments on on, on uh, Friday night. Uh, uh, do it over several weeks so people come there, you know, and play one or two games every night for you know four or five weeks of of uh, Friday nights. You know. Yep. Okay. Hey, now this chess and the cave planning, you told me it was May that you actually started um, the planning for it. And so the timeline I laid out was the, the testing and everything for the upgrade. And um, now I got to play in some tournaments to get myself, um, I guess, 10, 10 more games. Well, when it comes to getting your uh, uh, your local tournament director status, uh, it is something you need to do, uh, especially now you've got to play some extra games. Uh, I encourage you not to wait the last second on any of this. Yeah. I'm, I'm not waiting. Was, yeah, I'm not waiting. Now, as, soon as, uh, as soon as you have uh, confirmed that you're the man for this year's Chess in the Cave, then you and I perhaps can go out at a time when it's more convenient to you, go out to the to the uh, cave and meet with uh, Judy and Chris out there and explore uh, what she meant by having to charge us more next year. Okay. Yeah, that's an important and piece of information. And then they can, uh, they can hand it off to you, that kind of thing. Okay. Or you might even talk to them, you know, sometime late spring about that, regardless of, of when you get this local tournament director. Uh... Keep in mind, the, the, the Cathedral Caverns, uh, they host a number of different parties and gatherings, family reunions, weddings, that kind of stuff. They're a venue that we need to, we need to get our name on the books for the right date before somebody books it up for a wedding that day or a, and that's a prime fall day to, to host a, a gathering, you know, that kind of thing. So as soon as we get out of the books, uh, the better, I think, in, in, in reserving that date with that. I agree. Yeah. I agree. You know, you might... Uh... I mean, one possibility is to is to do it. Uh, I mean, I don't know what you have going on President's Day, since you're a government person, you'd be off, and um, of course, you might have other plans for that day. When is President's Day? Uh, a couple Mondays from now. It's it's. Probably the Monday after Valentine's Day weekend, yeah, like the 17th or something like that of February. Okay. 
I doubt right seriously that the that the cave is closed on that day because you know President's Day is more like a federal holiday thing than it is anything else. So maybe their website would say whether or not they'd be open. They might, you know. I think they keep their their books on that subject. Uh, uh, private and not, uh, and, and don't, I don't think they take reservations over the website or anything. No, like no, that. no, whether they're open on President's Day to go out there on that day. Oh, oh. Yeah. They probably are. They usually know. try to be open whenever there's a large tourist uh, potential for tourists to come and visit the cave, you know. They're probably not closed very many days, you know, actually. I think it's Christmas, maybe one of the, Christmas, maybe New Year's about the only Days are closed. By the way, I want to tell you all that uh, Chris and I went on the, uh, uh, what do they call that? First walk. First, first hike or something of the year. And it's a January 1st hike that uh, Cathedral Caverns and other state parks put on in their respective parks. And Chris and I went and hiked, uh, hiked the, the trails they have in the area. They have extensive grounds, much, you know, Beyond just the cave, it's been hike and trails and all that sort of thing. It was enjoyable. Cool. Randall was the guy that, that led the hike. Yeah, he seems to know a lot about that area. Oh, yeah, he, he's knowledgeable. Yeah, he's the man. All right, we beat the chest of the cave this year to death. I guess Willie's got her, his 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 uh, job cut out for him this year. Yep, out of the frying pan into the fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, you knew the job was dangerous when you took it, you know. Yep. All right. Amateur team South Hustle Chess Club team. At all right, so um. We're scheduled to play on uh, February 29th and the 1st, and then come back either the 1st or the 2nd. We've got quite a few volunteers, and David has graciously um, volunteered to not volunteer so that we don't have to disappoint um, any more people than we're already going to have to. And then Larissa said that Joel could go without her, so uh, that would make the team um, Charles, Joel, myself, and Thomas in rating order. And we would leave on the 28th, which is a Friday, and drive to North Carolina. Um, the, the hotel that they're playing in is actually a hotel that is part of my, um, whatchamacallit, hotel loyalty chain. So that's a good thing. And um, so I could get us rooms there. And uh, I guess uh, the room rate is pretty cheap. I want to say it's less than, cheap comparatively speaking, I want to say it's less than $100 a night per room. Um, so I, uh, I volunteer to use points for a couple of the nights, but um, if it goes into... If we end up staying on Monday, I'm not going to have enough points to pay for 
whatever it is, four rooms um, for that last night. So if the club wants to help out with that in some way, then that would be appreciated. Well, that's a big chunk of cash. Four people in four yeah, separate we, rooms. We could, yeah, and we could always share rooms, but um, out of everybody that volunteered, I think the only person that I could tolerate for an extended period of time is Joel. <laughs> Joel don't want to be with um, Charles, Okay. but he's fine with you or Thomas. Okay. Um, and is he okay like by himself? We if we, we give him his own room, yeah, cool. Uh, we may have to give you like a permission slip. Joel's Joel's such a big kid that uh, it's hard to think of him as a kid. Yeah. Um. Uh, he already sixteen. Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know how much, if any, the club feels that it would be beneficial to, to donate to the cause for that, but the only expense that I really see is the, um, the hotel room. The rest of the stuff is, you know, pay for your own food. The car is not going to take, it'll probably be about $20 round trip, so that's not, not anything noteworthy. Um, so the, the hotel rooms, do we think that people need to share rooms or... Do we want to, you know, like splurge a little bit and give everybody a room? Do we want to split the cost with me, where I pay for half the half the rooms, half the nights with uh with points? What does everybody think about that? I'm I'm okay with whatever, so don't worry about hurting my feelings any. No I guess the, the question is, do we think um, providing a team for this tournament once a year is a, a beneficial thing? It was a lot of fun when we all went last year, and I'd like to keep it up, but um, I'm open to other people's interpretation on it. Yeah, it's a good thing. Uh, I think I, I, I enjoyed it down there uh, in Florida, except for the fact that I I've had to pay tolls up my ass. Well, you won't have to pay tolls in North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina is a pretty economical location, I think. All oh, things considered. Oh, yeah. yeah, but they got speed traps and they're deadly. <laughs> as we found out once, twice, three times. Um, Willie, what do you think? Do you think? A team tournament like that once a year is a, a beneficial thing to offer to our membership? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I so think it is. Now, the, now down to the, the the bottom line up front. So how how much do we think it's worth to, to offer something like that to our members? Do we think it's worth paying for the hotel rooms, paying for half the hotel rooms? Just saying, we'll drive and providing transportation. Um, now I've I've already put out the offer for this year, so uh, the club is definitely not on the hook for any of it. But um, I wouldn't mind some help if the club 
board would deem that appropriate. But for follow-on years, um, I don't plan to use all of my family's um, hotel vacation points for the <laughs> for the team tournament. No, I don't think you ought to. You know, I mean, well, how much money uh, do you think uh, it would take, uh, Pat? So, how much money are we talking about here? Um, well, I think it was ninety bucks per night. Um, if you give me a second while I talk, I can. Um, look up how much they're charging for the rooms. They've got a prepaid rate that was uh, a little bit cheaper. So 90 per night per room, and we're looking at getting there Friday night, staying there Saturday night, and maybe Sunday night, and leaving um, Monday. So that's two to three nights at $90 per room. So if two people share a room, then now we're only looking at um, I guess six times ninety. Yeah, one eighty a night, basically. I don't think investing five hundred dollars of the club's money into sending a team to tournaments is at all unreasonable. I think it's a great idea. It's it's a great thing to send out in your blog that you're doing and. It gets people motivated, and I mean, I don't know how many teams you can send, but I, I think are it's all, I think it's well worth the investment. Are all the team members members of the Huntsville Chess Club? Paid up members yes. of the Huntsville Chess Club. Yeah, Charles wanted to go so bad he signed up like right before he volunteered to go last year, and I was like, no, that's that's not happening, buddy. But now he's been a member for a year. He's played in a couple of our tournaments, um, gotten to know him a little bit, and he's volunteered again. So I think it would be cool if we could take him and see see how that goes. So are y'all playing up in the upper section now? Yes, we would have to. Yeah, Charles. There was no real combination that we could even work out. Like even if they. I think they might have changed the rules or added something where board four has to be within like 800 points of the next highest board or something. Um, there's some some kind of rating stipulation like that where you can't can't load the top three quite as much as we were loaded last year. Yeah. Yep. So well, I think uh, $500 is okay. You know, uh, I mean it's uh, but then. $500, you'd still have to use, you know, like all your points, you know, kind of type thing. No, I wouldn't. If, uh, it's, uh, the prepaid rate is 84 per night per room. And, um, so if I said we were going to share a room, two guests per room for three nights, what are we looking at? Um. Hundred and seventy or something per room, thereabouts. Because that doesn't include the tax and all. Eighty-four. Right. And. Uh, I, I, I present a motion to the board that uh, that Huntsville Chess Club should contribute up to five hundred dollars to assist the team in in this uh, amateur team South tournament. We have a second. I second this, oh. Willie. All in favor, say aye. 
and fees included and so if we stayed one more night or if we tried to stay somewhere else we'd still have a hundred and hundred and sixteen dollars and fifty three cents but who's counting left on the 500 to to uh, stay somewhere else so I think that'll go a long way all right well it's approved uh, so you're you know uh, go forth and do good things hopefully you win some trophy or whatever <laughs> we'll just try to, try not to be embarrassed in our in our open section probably but uh yeah so I'll notify the um the folks that have volunteered to go and and let them know the the conditions and get a commitment from everyone before we do any kind of prepayment and it doesn't seem like the the rooms are going to book up that quickly uh, so we got a little bit of time but I won't drag my feet on it we'll get rolling and we'll keep everybody posted as to our status and progress I think the whole club would like to you know hear the status of how the team is doing and, and the fact that we're sponsoring it and all that sort of thing so uh, yeah, we for sure. put it in will do all right are we done with that uh, subject that's all I got all right, the next agenda item is the Alabama State Chess Championship. Bill Melvin has asked that the Huntsville Chess Club sponsor it this year, host it this year. I've managed to find a, a good quality venue at very low cost, the Bevel Center on UH. It's Labor Day weekend, 5th through 7th of September. Uh, a lot of uh, planning that has to be done. It'll be Friday night too, I guess. In the past, they've played a game on Friday night, but uh, their first round game on Friday night had two on or three games on Saturday and two on Sunday, and did not play on Monday. Yeah, I would suggest playing on Monday. Why is that? Because we never had. I mean, it never had, and it's you know, I mean. You know, some people want a little bit of a, of a weekend, you know, to well, the problem with, The problem with Friday night is the venue may not be available if, if the uh, Bella Center is teaching classes to professional classes on Friday. On that Friday um, David, yeah. what a lot of these... Um, what a lot of these tournaments do is they just have a abbreviated time control for the first round or two, and then they get into the the longer time controls for the last rounds. So we could do something like that. Well, I can I can ask uh, the venue, I can ask the Bevel Center people if they wouldn't mind us uh, doing a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday tournament. Uh, alternative, we could do two games each Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and, and do it that way. Well, that's not that's not what I was saying. I was saying like 
if we wanted to do it Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we could still have a two-day schedule option for people. If they couldn't play on Friday, we could just play abbreviated games on Saturday. I know it's it's complicated, more complicated to have different time controls and stuff, but that seems to be the the way that way of the future for some of these longer tournaments is offering participants different options so that they can make it fit within their schedule instead of the other way around. But I also yeah. would not recommend anything on Monday either because for exactly what Chris is saying, like if I'm going to commit to a long tournament like that, um, if I have no weekend day going into the work week, I'm probably not going to do it. But if I have one day to recover and kind of just relax at home, then um, I'm much more likely to consider it. Well, and the fact that I don't think that tournament's ever been done on a Monday, you know? Right. It's always been... Yeah, I mean, if they play on Sunday, some families, if they came from far away, could stay um, stay in Huntsville and then travel back the next morning, just like we're talking about maybe doing when we take this trip to North Carolina. So it gives them a travel day, too. Yeah. I don't know how how, how many far out of town are you going to get. I mean, Montgomery is still a decent ways if you play a, a long chess day and um, don't want to drive after all that. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, I don't think you're going to get anybody from really far south Alabama in it. Probably not. All right, I'll take an action to explore the potential of using the Bevel Center for a Friday, Saturday, Sunday AFCC. When I first approached them, uh, we, we only spoke about a Labor Day weekend tournament. But when I think about it, I doubt seriously that there will be any late Friday classes they're teaching right before Labor Day, uh, three-day Labor Day weekend. You know? So we'll probably be able to get into it. Cool. All right. So that's the venue, and uh, let's see. The senior, uh, the chief TD, uh, Todd Guthrie of Madison City Chess League fame. Uh, he is a senior TD, and he has volunteered to do be the chief TD for this tournament, so that he can get. Uh, experience running an adult chess tournament so that he can achieve the goal of a national uh, tournament director status. Uh, he's willing to do it for no cost, but I recommend if he does it at Huntsville Chess Club, invest $50 in a gift certificate to Olive Garden or something like that, a gift card or whatever. Sounds reasonable. All right. He said that he would do USC membership verification, pairings, tie breaks, and standings, uh, rule adjudication, and produce the, and post the signage 
and, and those kinds of things. What he won't do is take registrations and, and you know, that sort of thing. We can do that. So we'll have to do that part probably, probably on the Huntsville Chess Club website. Are you good for that? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's easy. All right. The next job to do uh, sooner than later is to produce the flyer so that the Alabama Chess Federation can see that we're serious about doing it and have a format uh, similar to uh, something that they, they find acceptable, that sort of thing. Who wants to produce a flyer? Um. I mean, I can I can either produce it or help peer review it, David. If you wanted to work with me on that, um, whichever. I think we we knocked those things out pretty quickly in the past. I don't think it'd be too difficult. All right, I'll take it. Take an action with you, Pat, to produce the flyer. You think you're going to ask uh, ACS to to help out with any any of that? I mean, uh, fund any of that? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's a pretty prestigious tournament, and I think that the the profit margin is such that we don't really need them for anything other than the membership verification. Is Todd going to also do, I mean, is Todd going to also run the scholastic part of that too? Uh, I don't think he, he said something about not, if I remember correctly, he said he wasn't aware that we were going to do that, but um, I don't think he would mind. Um, yeah, I believe I don't, he, uh, he's come around to do the scholastic part of it also. Uh, team championship, uh, the team the way it was billed in past years down in Birmingham is that the Scholastic uh, thing was Central Alabama Scholastic Championship. We can call this a North Alabama Scholastic Championship with a team and individual championship, team on Saturday, and on Sunday do the uh, uh, team uh, championship. So, But isn't that kind of like the state championship? The Scholastic State Championship, anyway? No, this is not the Scholastic State Championship. I know it's not the same, but I mean, you have, on the Scholastic State Championship, you have a team and you have an individual. Yes. So apparently. why have a team for this? Just I think in past years when we did it many, many years ago, I think we had just one day on a Saturday for the Scholastic. And that was it. Theology started adding the team one for the Sunday, I think. He's got a team one, like, on on one of the days. I don't know if it's just to, um, to give the kids something to do while their parents play or, or what the, the plan is with that. But um, the, one, the one that I can remember attending most recently, that's what he did. He just he had something going on scholastically for both of the days. Um, yeah, well, many, many years ago when when they had it here, they, they just had the one day for Scholastic. It's pretty easy. I mean, 
as long as we got a, a floor TD, we could even, I think one person could, um, really the easier job would probably be the actual adult state championship and the more difficult one would be running the kids one. Yeah, keep it moving. We um we can just we can ask um ask Todd how many folks he needs. Um we already had a Madison parent this weekend. He was talking to me, Stephen Pan's dad, he volunteered to help out and he was helping out at the uh rookie rally. Um and so Todd's Todd's got a a good reputation as a chief CD and um, somebody that people enjoy working with, so I don't think it would be that difficult to find the same amount of support for our tournament to help him out as um, he has when he runs the MCCL tournament. Yeah, he, he, he gets a lot of high schoolers to help out, too. Right. They've got a deep bench, so if he needs us for uh, tournament director experience points. I think that's awesome for us. <laughs> I don't think that he plans to bring any of his people with him, and he has suggested that if he does, that they would need to be compensated. Right, but what I'm saying is I already have one of his people who's volunteered to do it for free without okay, being asked. Okay, if you get enough volunteers for free, then uh, it's a worthwhile thing to do. Uh, I'm sure Todd would prefer somebody who has some TV experience in the past to help out sure. with this rather than have to just, you know, educate somebody and that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I'll volunteer to, to be a TD. I have no, no issue doing that. Well, it's kind of no. hoping that you play in the state tournament, Pat, but, you know. What? Yeah, Larissa... Larissa volunteered to help CD. Um, yeah, I don't know, David. Like, just like you said, you got to stop all this organization if I want to play. It's tough to tough to do both. I can go out of town and play. But... <laughs> yeah, Larissa volunteer. Yeah, she said she would she would volunteer. Uh, she makes a great floor TD. All right, you got another volunteer? Um, the uh, potential volunteer, if we need him, is Stephen Pan's dad. I don't even know his first name, but he's a nice guy. <laughs> Good contact info for him? Yeah, I, could, I can uh, dig that up from just past tournament registrations with the Huntsville Chess Club. Um, I don't, I would prefer to keep it internal to the Huntsville Chess Club if uh, at all possible. But with the added caveat, just like you said, that I hope that the maximum number of people who would want to play in it otherwise do play in it. Well, I think you'll get the, the higher console-rated players playing in it for sure. Yeah. All right, uh, 
I did a back of the envelope uh, cost estimate for this thing, and we have the potential to make some serious profit on this uh, if we do it right. Uh, there's very little chance that we'll lose money on the tournament, given that the venue's free and that sort of thing, or just about free. Uh, I won't go bother to go through the numbers, but uh, uh, when I say serious profit, somewhere between two and three thousand dollars profit from this one tournament. Uh, if we watch costs and and, and uh, get enough entries, uh, I can. I thought we might only get fifty or sixty individual uh, scholastic entries, but when I think about it, with MCCL right here and being a state event, I feel confident that we may get as many as 100 to 150 uh, entries. You know, so that would drive up the uh, profit margin even further. Is this an event that would need concessions? Just a question. Uh, yeah, we probably yeah, they don't have anything actually at the place, or they they have a. Uh, or years ago, they had like a cafe, but it never seemed to be open on weekends. No, it's not open on weekends. Uh, we could try to get uh, tortellinis, or or uh, I will I will take an action to explore the potential of how we might do concessions there, uh, pizza or something like that. I mean, if we do like order pizza or that kind of stuff and have it, then you could maybe make some profit there, you know? I think that's probably where Ashley was going with it. We could make a, a bunch of money if uh, if there's no place within walking yeah, distance. Yeah, I mean, if we have some place come in, then they're going to be the ones making the profit, you know? Right. Yeah, but it's, it's awfully nice to have a place like Portalini's uh, uh, selling and it doesn't cost us anything, you know. Yeah, I guess. And, you, you and know, selling drinks too. I'm wondering about selling drinks and snacks or something too. A little table for that. Not anything huge, but is that something that like I haven't seen the venue? But is there a whole lot of like Coke machines? Like I, you know, we don't want to invest in supplies if there there's. Are, yeah, there are some, or there was, you know, many many years ago. But there, you know, we did not have any concessions many years ago at ours because we did, just didn't have the volunteers to to do all of it. Yeah, I think, uh, well, we had a lot of places you can go get lunch around the area. and uh, So that's basically what we did. We directed people to go to the local restaurants around the area. But you're right, especially for Scholastics, uh, it would be nice to have... Uh, in-house. The only trouble I have, uh, I don't know whether whether the Bell Center will be receptive to kids grinding pizza into their carpets and that sort of thing. Uh, right. I'll have to explore that potential with them. Yeah, yeah I, if you could check uh, with them about uh, <laughs> about offering snacks and drinks too, because you know we don't want to step on their toes with a free venue. So. Um, if that's something that you could check on for us, then I'd be more than happy to set up a small stand of concessions or and or chess equipment for sales um, and whatnot if if needed. So, but we don't want to do it if we're not allowed to. So, 
Probably help Pat if you and Ashley could join me to go down there and meet with uh, the appropriate people at the Bevel Center soon to discuss all these concerns and, and try to get ironed out. I particularly like the idea of Ashley being there. Uh, a woman would give the impression that this is just isn't a bunch of guys, you know, uh, farting around or something, you know. Because I am concerned that they're going to think that, that somehow a bunch of beer-drinking chess players are going to come in there or something and make a mess of things. Well, the they kids of the beer-drinking chess players will probably make a mess. Well, I told them to expect a, a very quiet, you know, quiet, respectful group of people, uh, and, and that's what I expect uh, will be, is a bunch of... So, so you want to cancel the Scholastic event? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I am worried. Yes, I am worried about the kids. There's no playground in the area. Uh, if they go running wild and you know throwing drinks on the carpet and that kind of stuff, then we're going to have to shampoo their carpets for them. You know, they need to we, go uh, outside. Plenty of areas outside for them to run around in the back and all. There is no cafeteria area that I know of that they can spill drinks without ruining carpet and that sort of thing. So we might want to rethink our scholastic idea. And, and since, I mean, if we're bringing the state championship to North Alabama, a lot of Renee's kids would probably want to play in the adult one anyway. If we just didn't have the scholastic, then... We could charge 50 bucks a person and maybe get 100 to 120 in the adult section um, and filled with the most serious kids. And then they hopefully wouldn't be the same ones that are throwing pizza and everything around, but um, I, I know better than to expect <laughs> too much of them, too. Yeah, I, I think we should take a look at it, David just like you're saying, and, and see what we're working with. I'm open to it. Yeah, maybe at looking at the facility, then you could maybe get an idea of whether you ought to have the scholastic or not. Like I said, you may just decide to do it. Just one, I mean, even though Valley has done a two-day thing with the team, do a one-day thing with the scholastic, you know? Right. Some people may not be there with their parent or something playing. I'll take an action to set up a meeting uh, sooner than later uh, to uh, with the Bevel Center leadership there to discuss what, what limits uh, they would tolerate and that sort of thing. Is there any particular days in the coming, uh, you know, weeks, and they're good or bad for you? 
Um, I'm going out of town Wednesday through Monday, and um, next week, yeah, it's it's going to get kind of kind of tough. Um, I think Fridays might be the only possible day that I could do something um, over there. Valentine's like Day. Friday lunch. But you said you're going to be out Monday through Wednesday. I mean, Wednesday through Monday. No, I'm not saying this Friday. I'm saying like either the 14th, Valentine's Day, 21st, or and not the 28th. Uh, so really, between Valentine's Day and the 21st look like probably about the only days that I could do something. And I'd rather get it done um, quickly than not. Um, but if, I mean, I trust Ashley's judgment too. So if, if she can uh, take a look at it and, and like just provide her opinion, then I don't necessarily have to be there. All right. So, we can talk uh, about it, David. We'll get back to you. Huh? I said, uh, Ashley and I can talk about it later, and, and we can get back to you. Okay, yeah, just you know, for the moment, I'll just try to, uh, all right, yeah, let me get, get back to me what days are good for you, and I'll do my best to set up a meeting on those sometime during those days. Okay. All right. Uh, I think it's important that we expect ACF membership verification to be the responsibility of the Alabama Chess Federation and not us. Uh, now, the computer clearing boiler room, uh, uh, I'm sure that Todd would love help uh, doing that. Uh, and it would be a good experience, probably, for someone. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking out of the side of my glasses at my wife here. <laughs> she, she's going under the furniture, unfortunately. I'm going to volunteer her since she isn't screaming bloody murder. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Well, again, I'm going to need help on some of that, you know. So if you don't play in the tournament, then... Todd knows he has a lot of experience with the software. Yeah, Todd. Todd's awesome. If he's out running around, I can help with stuff too. Um, it it's never really looked like that that challenging of a tournament to run. Um, Balaji's done it all by himself for at least once or twice that I've witnessed both the Scholastic and the Adult tournament. And it's not when he does that. It's not the smoothest running event, but it it gets done. So if we've got three or four people. I think we've got more than enough, more than enough folks to to get the job done. All right, and then uh, people who run the registration desk uh, as we take registrations on the day of the event and all that night before. And I guess everything. I guess that's something to consider as well. Do we want to even do that? It adds a it adds a, a level of complication that's not absolutely necessary. It may be a little more complicated, but there's a lot of people willing to pay a premium uh, in order to maintain their freedom to come to either be here or not. 
uh, for the state championship. I recommend that we allow registration uh, uh, for the adult section. Now, the scholastic, if we have scholastic, that may be. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't do the scholastic. You certainly don't want to bust well, out the people to shoot them up, you know, last second. Well, as long as uh, what's the premium? Do you want to? Is the is the premium? What's the premium going to be? Twenty five dollars, or or what are we looking About at? Twenty dollars. I think it's uh, it's it's seventy bucks uh, to register on site. At least okay. that's the way it's been in the past. We can we can invent our own fees. You know, if you feel you need more. Yet yeah, um, it sounds okay. And I mean, you do bring up a good point. I think Yuri showed up from Birmingham, and he's a master, 23 something, and he ended up winning the tournament. Um, but so he was more than happy to pay, to pay the entry fee because he ended up walking out with all the prize money anyway. Um, and then they don't have to worry about you sending out a um, advanced registration wall chart to people so that they can book up on who they're playing. So, no, and you, it, you just have to cut it off soon enough that it doesn't interfere with pairings and, you know. Right. And be pretty adamant about the time. I mean, don't allow five or ten minutes after the fact, you know, or whatever. Or if they do show up late, they, you, you, yeah, they, they take a bye for the first room. Yeah, or you know. Yeah, we can handle it. I think that's what we did the last time we hosted there in the Bell Center. We allowed on-site registration. All right, uh, that is all that I had in the agenda. And the last item here is other. Anybody else have any other business? Nothing in uh, the library. No, this meeting's gone long enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, well, I enjoyed uh, hanging out with you guys, even if it was over the telephone. I appreciate everybody um, <laughs> dialing in. <laughs> Pat, does somebody want to motion that we uh, call this meeting to close and, and be done with it? Well, nobody wants to quit, but Larissa says she's out of here, so she's <laughs> she's motion, and I second it. All right. Hey, Pat, if you can stay online for just a moment afterwards. I got a couple sure. of thoughts. All right, then the meeting's done with here. All right. Talk to you all Pat, later, uh, and I will stay on the line. Pat, I recommend that uh, I'm going to recommend that my two uh, chess clubs out of Madison uh, purchase five chess clocks each uh, for use with the chess club. Are you willing okay. to sell ten chess clubs or chess uh, chess clocks? Yeah, it'd be uh, ten would be two hundred bucks with our discount. And we've got plenty of them on hand. All right. I thought there was something else I wanted to talk to you about also. Uh, 
I can't remember now, so I guess I'll have to hit you some other time. Okay. So I'll sign out here. We did not have uh, Thomas or Ed or Paul or Gabriel or Joel. They're out. They're still out playing. Isn't Thomas uh, a, a member at large, and shouldn't we have put a hook on his uh, neck and drug him into the meeting? Um, probably. I was playing a game with him, and I said um, I got into a bad position, and I resigned, and I said, all right, let's go to the meeting. And then I walked in, and um, he just never came in here. So I'm going to ask him about it um, and just say, hey, man, you accepted the invitation. It was two feet away. What's going on? Um, he's yeah, please kind do. of a... Yeah, please do. Find out whether he's lost heart and wants to resign or whether he wants to help out with things like the state championship. I'm sure he can use some help. I'm sure he wants to play in it, too, you know, so. He's got a he, he's got a unique perspective on things. I have no doubt that he wanted to play against the master a bunch of times. Who was out there, and then he may have uh, thought he was being helpful by um, facilitating the meeting in our absence um, of all the the players who are still out there. So I'll I'll just ask him what his thoughts were on it. <laughs> yeah, please do. Uh, I'll let you know. All right, David, I hope you feel better, man. I've uh, been nursing a uh, a cancer treatment on my lip. And oh, man. Kind of awesome. <laughs> All right, we'll see you later. All right, Bye. see you, David. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.